Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today we've got Katie Chinakis with us. So, so excited to have her with, man. She's what a rock star, literally uh, a painter, a poet, producer. She's been with the likes of Nicolas Cage and Al Pacino and been on shows such as CSI New York, SVU, a lot of popular stuff. And she's got incredible stuff going on right now, right now as well. She's got uh, a podcast in the top 1.5%. I am so excited to have you, sister. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. How are you? I'm incredible. Your juice really is influence and impact. And it, those that have really taken the time to follow you, you are so much positive energy. What I love about you is you've had a lot of different layers. And in all of those layers, you haven't completely reinvented yourself, but you've become a better version of yourself. And as you know, right now, a lot of people are stuck. A lot of people are in transition. A lot of people are tracking through the mud. I read a stat where 69% of America, not even America, the world, 69% of the world are stuck, unable. Do you feel self-sabotage could be playing a big role in that? Do you think that's self-inflicted? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 1000%. When you're on the upswing and you're in flow, it's great. But if you get infected and you allow an old pattern behavior or a, an old emotional attachment, it's like a disease, a dis-ease. It infects you. Like, seriously, I just recently had an experience where I came to LA. I was riding high. Everything was really good as a sovereign being and um, literally allowed myself to be vulnerable with this person. And it just really knocked me down. And it affected me, my mindset, emotionally, everything. And I was just aware of it. And it was just like, you are the company that you keep, like your environment, you know, it's so important to make sure we don't have toxicity in our environment. It affects our heart, our emotional self, our patterns, the way we think. It was like this bug that I had to shake off. And then finally, like, I, I was so acutely aware of it because I, I went through this journey that when this happened specifically, it took me a couple of weeks to like dismantle these old things and the old ways of how I was being. So I could grow through it. And some things happened a lot all along the way, but how I reacted to it, how I responded to it and how I had to get myself to like have that off of me. It's just, it's such an awareness and a practice and to jump back on that horse to, to be that sovereign being it's, it's quite the journey. And the thing is most humans, maybe those 69% aren't aware of it. So awareness and it's an energy and we only can focus on one thing at a time. And it's difficult, especially, you know, when the stats say that most humans right now have the attention span of a goldfish of seven seconds. And if you don't get them in the first three, it's over. So yeah, everything you're saying is a huge conversation and it's an impactful, important conversation. And one thing I would like to conclude and say is um, World Mental Health Day that just happened. I was in the hospital for 10 hours because of something that happened and thank God I'm okay. But I chose instead of ignoring it and not sharing it with the community and the people who follow me and that cheer me on and that I support and that I help and that I empower, I chose to embrace and say, hey, I've been in the hospital. I'm not going to Vegas like I thought I was and allowed people to see that I was human, allowed people to see that I was growing through something that it can too happen to me. Because although I might be this beacon of light and positivity and hope, 
I can't put up this public persona that everything's okay. I'm actually disarming in such a way and allowing people to actually connect with me. So I did it as an experiment to not say, oh, woe is me and moping around and being a victim of this because I never want to do that. That's why I never allowed people to know if I was going through something or if I wasn't 1000% okay, I would just, I was all or nothing. But I decided on World Mental Health Day to experience, to allow people know like I'm human and to allow it to be reciprocated so then they can connect with me on a different level. Because if we don't allow people to know what we're growing through, then they won't know our needs on a human level. And it doesn't matter if you're a multi-trillionaire or if you're broke, we can all be at the hospital. And the person tuning in, I share that with you. So you too can get past our own script and our own mind of always having to perceive or be this one way of what people think about us, of what they expect from us to dismantle that expectation just to be human and just to be. Wow. So good. So good. Uh, and so many awesome words in there. Obviously, vulnerability being a strength, not a weakness. So good. And I love that you talk about HSD. HSP. HSP, excuse me. I am a read... sensitive person. 16 to 20% of the population are HSPs. Right. I read that. And I when I when I read that stat, it almost that almost seemed low to me. I felt like there would probably be more. And you obviously know far more about that living it than I do. But do you feel like, like for instance, I have a son on the autism spectrum. And while at first, when he first got diagnosed, I mean, I, I, I describe it as the 15-minute sucker punch to the gut just because I'd seen the bullying and I'd tr seen how people treated others that were non-typical. I knew that he'd be looked at differently. I knew all that stuff was coming and it all did happen, but he's, he's slaying it now. But I, I looked at that, but then my, my mind sh started to shift and I started to see that he has strengths. He has these superpowers that other people may not have. Exactly. Do, do you see that kind of in the same light as HSP? I mean, do you feel like you've learned a little bit more about the language of an empath as a result of, of being that? Exactly. All of what you said. And just real quick, um, I'm not like a licensed doctor or therapist or anything, but there's a brand called You Theory, and it's a family-owned brand. They have this very pure ashwagandha, and you can get it at GNC, like buy one, get one half off, or buy one, get one free when they have deals. But check out ashwagandha, because I heard a lot of people personally heard stories from parents where they turned their kids on to ashwagandha, and it really helped them with, with the autism spectrum. Awesome. Um, but it is a superpower, as you said, uh, the way one thinks, the way that one is. It's unique and we're all unique. So it's taking our own uniqueness and empowering. And it's not because he has or they have autism and that's why they were bullied in school. Like a lot of people are bullied in school. Like even if you don't have autism, it just happens to be the thing where you can say, oh, um, I have autism or on a spectrum and I was bullied or someone was bullying. Like that's a thing and it makes it bigger. And then that's the story we create around it. And there's a sensitivity to it, right? But you know, I have my own thing. I don't like to say um, OCD because I'm not a disorder. Okay, I might, you could be obsessive and hyper-focused on certain things. But yeah, I think we all have superpowers and dismantling that stuff from the educational system 
that held a lot of the kids back because they're just projecting what they were taught in their family homes and in their family homes, they were suffering because of generational trauma of what they were knowing from their grandparents and the war and immigrating to America and everything you saw in the news and dismantling all those things is, is a lot. So sure. having a support system of people who really can hold space for us and create like you being a, an angel with a podcast and attuning a to overdrive educational books for free. You can do it through your public library and have 30 audiobooks for free being on all these different podcasts and it's free and we're dismantling what was and what was taught to us and then demystifying what doesn't serve us and evolving together. There are people who are suffering myself, for example, of being told to be quiet, not to speak my voice that I'm too loud, you know, and it's like now I'm only getting louder to empower ourselves to own what was and take it and transmute it into our gift. You can put it onto a canvas. You can take that energy of who you are, what your family experienced, what your son went through. And you can hear all the epic stories of people with one leg or no arms and the transformational things that they've done and the impacts they've made on the world. The thing about your son and to the individual listening, there is only one of you. There is only one of me. And when we get into the system of what everyone else is doing and saying, we're following the sheep and the herd. But to listen, to know it, to take what works for us, great. And then if it doesn't serve us, dismantle it. Don't internally inflict it and throw it away like garbage. Just toss it away. Not disrespect it, not shun on it, not dismantle it because it might work for someone else. But just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And whatever works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And that's okay. And we don't need to prove ourselves to other people uh, exterior. It's it's all internal. So taking it and utilizing it to our advantage. Like they say, like work what you got. Like I have amazing hair. I have a great voice. I'm utilizing it in podcasts. I'm not 5'9", like a supermodel. Like I thought I, a high-end fashion model that I wanted to be but I can utilize all the gifts that I do have. So, I mean, that took it all over the place, but I hope that <laughs> answered some thoughts and questions that came to me and from my heart. You are awesome. I've got my mouth hurts from permagrin, getting some chinakas in my diet. So good. I heard you talk one time about cobweb. Is this the cobweb you want to get caught in? Could you talk to our listeners about what did you mean by that? Is this a cobweb I want to get caught in? Could you just dive into that a little bit? Sure. When um, I remember when I um, came to Hollywood, there was this Greek boy in Chicago and he's like, Kiriaki. Um, he's like, be careful not to get caught in any cobwebs. And I just took that in as a teenager and reflected on that. And I would go around and I'd meet different communities and different people in California and a cobweb to me is like, you know, being intertwined and nesting in this cobweb. And I didn't get caught in any cobwebs until one day I was invited to Ashton Kutcher's home. And he was with Demi Moore at the time. And it was rumors, her daughter's 16th birthday party. And I was there. Bill Bruce Willis was there. Red Hot Chili Peppers was there. Anthony Kiedis. So many cool people were there. And I'm looking around, I'm like, this is the cobweb I want to get caught in. So I was there for X amount of years. And then I was like, this is the cobweb I want to get caught in 
like this would be a good one, like, you know, this yeah. kind of environment. So I'm very aware of like, when I go to meet people, how I, how I jump in and if I want to be in their environment and if yeah. I want that to be a part of my environment. Absolutely. I love how you, I love how you put that. That's uh, a great story. I, I think of cobwebs for me, if it doesn't have me trending up. So I me, I look at my core values and anytime I have a tough decision, I've never termed it like the cobweb, but I really do like that. I just, does it have me trending in the direction of my desired identity? Does it have me positively trending, my community trending, uh, all that jazz? That's really good. So I've heard you also, you've talked about how you have a mentality of just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. I got to thinking, just kind of taking that a step further. Sometimes people don't know when to put a period on a sentence uh, in terms of, uh, do I shut this thing down right now? Or do I put a comma at the end of this and do I keep going? And I just preface this by you've you've been kind of started in, and stopped or started and taken breaks multiple, multiple times in Hollywood. How do you know when to put a comma and how do you know when to put a period? And maybe how has that evolved over the years for you? Does that make sense? Yeah, 1000%. The comma is a pause. Yeah. And the comma I do often because I do things in rotation, like my popular podcast, she's all over the place. We're on hiatus right now from season four. So there's a comma there because I'm taking a pause, I'm taking a break. And season five is focused on Hollywood and NFTs. And that theme is because my hyper focus is to be a series regular on a TV show and, you know, in the movies. So um, that's a comma for me. The podcast, it's, sim it's simmering in the back you know, slow cooking in the back. And so I already made that choice before I did my season finale. And within a few weeks, I booked a new show that's coming out in a few weeks called Blood Forest. And um, one of the lead actors, it's 10 episodes. It's a scripted podcast series. So two legendary casting directors, females who cast film and TV, cast me in this project. And so I have that coming out and that's my focus. So now I want to take it to the next level. It's a podcast scripted series. So now I want to take it to the next level and be on a TV show. So while I'm doing that uh, and getting those train tracks lined up, then the podcast is on pause. But continuously, I audition for voiceovers, for series regulars, for voiceovers, video games, commercials. So that's ongoing all the time. That's just do it. That's never stopping. That's my creme de la creme, number one. It's fun. I have my home studio wherever I go. I have, you know, it, I can travel and do my voiceover auditions. Right. And so when it comes to an end is when I'm drained, tired, it's not serving me anymore. It's not fun for me anymore. I feel empty. I feel taken advantage of. I feel, so it's my, my how I feel. It's mm. how I feel. And if, if I'm not being treated well, right? Right. Um, and it's difficult sometimes because when it's business, you can put a period. But when it's emotional and you're connected to someone, a neurological level mm -hmm. level where you have these bonds that connect. So like with a, a partner that you can right. be involved with, then it gets emotional, especially if you're living with that person. So then there's extra steps and extra support that you need to take making sure you have a great team. I have over 18 people on my team in web two for, you know, voiceovers, acting, things of that nature. And so having mentors to call and ask for advice and making sure first and foremost, we're taking care of our physical health, 
which I need to do more of, you know, next week I'll be permanently at the beach and I'll be taking long walks and running and, mm. you know, going to sleep earlier, doing more yoga, making sure I'm attuning and hanging out with people who do yoga, who are interested in those kind of things, you know? So right. th those are all multiple factors with a pause and then a period. Love it. Such a great answer. Yeah. I, I read recently where 80, 80 percent of our gray matter can be manipulated through physical activity. Some, I'm sure that's something you'll be great at also like, like most things. I, I just want, we've only, we've only got about five minutes left. This has gone really fast. And then I, I'm just kicking Chinookas nation to the curb. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, you don't strike me as the type of person that wants to blend in. And sometimes the biggest difference between people that are good and people that are great are their, their, their ability to not blend in, their, their ability to want to be the best version of themselves, to not try to fit in someone else's box. But sometimes with that, you also get backlash when you're not willing to look like everybody else. In your experiences, have you come across that? Have you had any periods in your life where you know, you you were trying to be great. You're trying to be the best version of you. People didn't agree with it. And you had to work through that. Oh, 1000%. I've had that my whole entire life. I've always been the oddball out. I've always been uniquely different. I've always been just like me. And I've always, not always, but a lot of times I've practiced to kind of, you know, shave to the left, shave to the right, blend to the left, blend to the right to fit in. I've done so many things to fit in because I was just so powerful, so big that then along the way, I felt like I did kind of fall into the herd and I was just people pleasing and doing what everyone else was doing. And then I'm like, wait, but I'm not excelling in the things that I want to do or things aren't happening in the way I want to because I'm conforming to try to fit in and be like everyone else. And then that takes over. And now it's like, wait, I need to get my sharp edges back. I need to like not do that. I need to like step out to make a statement so I'm not getting sucked in and just going along the herd to be forgotten. Like, you know, so sure. it's been, it's been a challenge and it's been a awareness of being all this and then having so much backlash of being so unique to, and then to trying to fit in on a multitude of levels in personal and business and, right. and for friendships. But at the end of the day, no, we're going to be us. Even if we right. try to fit in, we're going to like, stand out because it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to feel good. We're not going to be happy. It's, you know, so we need right. to like check in with ourselves and be true with who we are first and foremost. And, and it's a dance and it's life. So it's okay to lean to the right, to stick out, to want to stick in, to try to fit in, to then want to bust out. It's all a part of the experience. Nothing goes right. wasted. Energy is energy, no matter if it's good or bad or up and down. We can take all that energy and we can utilize it and empower ourselves and say, hey, I went through this journey for a decade or for two decades, but I'm going to take all of those experience up, down, and in between that, um, that, um, that massive ocean and I'm going to apply it and shift it to who I am in this moment. There's no going back. There's no growing back. There's no going back. Mm -hmm. There's no, I want to be how I was 15 years from now. I want to look like I did 10 years from now. No. No, I want to be the best version of myself now. And and I'm going to take all that and and empower. And what 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 doesn't, I'm going to dismantle it. And I'm not going to speak of it again because it's going to be choppy water. So just being able to not have it come out of our energetic throat chakra 
to our existence, to have the discipline and practice to, it doesn't exist for me. Maybe it did for 40 years. Maybe it did for 80 years. But guess what? Today, it doesn't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't acknowledge that because I don't attune to it. It doesn't go within my frequencies and my vibrations of who I am, who I want to connect with, and where I'm growing to. All that stuff that happened, that was a story. But today, right now, I'm telling a new story. And this is my story. And you're going to hear it. And if you want to or not. And I'm not responsible for how you hear and interpret my story. I'm only responsible for telling and sharing my story and my truth. No matter how you take it, it's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility, the ability to respond, my responsibility to share my truth, to share my story with you. Oh, so good. I ain't growing backwards. I ain't going backwards. Love it. Man, you're speaking my language, sister. So good. Cartoon Katie is, is tough to cut this short because you've got so many good nuggets. Uh, I'm giving you 30 to 45 seconds to speak to our audience on how they can begin to create the best version of themselves today. Great. Number one, know thyself. Listen, listen, listen more. Listen to yourself. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, according to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Google him, Dr. Joe Dispenza, YouTube, podcasts, audio, everything. Listen more. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts. Listen. It's all chatter. Write it down. Do a joy journal for 40 days. Joy. Write down all your joys. Don't think about it. Just write it down. Then next to it, write bothersome. Everything that bothers you, write it down. Sometimes you're going to have to get the bothersome out before you can get to the joy stuff. That's okay. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just do it, right? Write it all out. Then go back and circle all the things that bring you joy 40 days later. All the things that bother you, that will tell you where to go and what to do. You don't even have to wait 30 days. You can see it after three days or one week. I would start there. And tune in to She's All Over the Place podcast. We have almost 100 podcasts. You can hear more of this goodness in Alpha. And I'm here for you, so reach out anytime. You are so awesome. <laughs> you are so awesome. Rarely am I like speechless. In fact, most people, if I were to tell them that, they like, no way. Uh, but you are such a rock star. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And when you're in LA and New York, we, we're going to be going all around. Uh, yeah, people call me a super connector. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie, the connector, <laughs> that should be the name <laughs> of my business. Katie, the connector, Casey, um, super connector. It's my pleasure because I can take that 1% of the 1%. I can hear what they say. Sometimes not what they say. Hear what they say. Listen to their needs. And then connect that 1% and 1% internationally. And 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 that's being in service of, of God's work, right? Yes. And you can't put a name or a label or a price tag on that. Connecting humans with humans. Like it's my it's my call to of duty. And it's like I can take all my friends and bring them to your podcast and be like, they all need to be on Brad's show. And then right. bring the good people to leverage your podcast, to educate you, to share with you, to empower them. And then we empower the world one person at a time with the ripple effect. I appreciate you so much. I hope you have an incredible day, friend. Make it a great day. Thank you. You too, Brad. Thank you.